0: Welcome to Rochambeau, the podcast about unique competitions, extraordinary events, and other amazing adventures. I'm Kim.
1: And I'm Ted. Hi, people. How the heck are you? We are back for another astounding episode. It's a good one, too. This
0: one has been on my mind for a long time. I'm going to say maybe since the start of
1: Rochambeau. Not really? This is a classic in your brain. I
0: think so. huh. I think so. What you took ready? you so long to get it out? I don't know. Yeah. We've just had so many wonderful things.
1: It's yeah, hard that's to true. prioritize that's sometimes. Right. It's hard to prioritize awesome.
0: Yes, exactly yeah. that. Yes. So for today's episode, the Air Guitar World Championship. All right, Ted. So I said air guitar world championships, but we're going to talk about competitive air guitar in general because I also want to tell you about the US competition. Okay. So the US competition, it's like a pre qualifier. Okay. Whoever wins the US air guitar championship wins a ticket to Finland. What? To compete in the world championship, uh-huh. aside from all the fame and glory
1: right. that they would that they would get. Exactly. Yeah. Have you ever air guitared?
0: Have I ever air guitared? Are you an
1: air guitar enthusiast? No? no? You've never like stood in front of your stereo and rocked out to like ACDC or something?
0: No, I'm more like an air drummer, but Ah. um, after learning a little bit about the air guitar community, air drumming is very much frowned upon. (laughs) Oh, really? Yes. (laughs) Yes. It it is a uh, subpar
1: activity for sure. Is there an air drumming like community?
0: I don't know if there's a community, but there's definitely air drummers out there or Uh they would not
1: be the butt of jokes of air guitarists. So who are we talking to today?
0: So the U.S. Air Guitar Championships took place just about a week ago, and I caught up with organizer Kristen Rucker a couple weeks before that while he was getting ready for the event.
2: My name is Kristen Rucker, and I'm the co-founder of the U.S. Air Guitar Championships.
0: Wonderful. So how did this come to be? How did you get inspired to create a U.S. Air Guitar Championship. Did you go to the world?
2: Yes, we realized the world, a friend of mine and I realized that the World Air Guitar Championships existed, which we thought sounded fun and interesting. And then we're kind of shocked to discover that the US was not represented, but it had been going on for a while. Other countries from around the world were involved. And it just at the time, it seemed like something that like the one thing that the US should be able to dominate globally without controversy uh, should be competitive air guitar. So that was the that was the beginning.
0: Absolutely. And your instincts were right. After you created the U.S. championship, which ended up sending people to Worlds, am I correct that the U.S. ended up taking then seven out of the next 15?
2: Six. Yeah, that sounds right. That's
0: amazing.
2: Yeah, we are, in fact, good at Ergasar.
0: No doubt. No doubt. So tell me about your experience at Worlds the first time. What was it like?
2: Uh, it was a kind of, we didn't really know what to expect. So we got there. It was, a whole, the whole trip was hilarious. Like the first night, we stayed a night in Helsinki and went out drinking and then came home. And then all, all these people really late at night walking to the harbor. And we just followed them. And then people said, then all these naked people and people were taking <sighs> people's clothes and giving you a number. What? and we just sort of followed along and it was one of those um large photos that spencer Tunick does of naked people in cities
3: oh that we just gosh. wandered into oh so, my that, so that was
2: the, that was the beginning so that was kind of a good sign i guess um and then went up north to olu where the world championships are and we arrived and just got immediately whisked into this uh essentially onto a little ferry and a little island and through the woods to this red house in the middle of nowhere where there was a press conference and there was sort of media from around the world and air guitarists um, in hushed tones talking about Nietzsche and things like that. So <laughs> it, it was immediately great in ways that we wouldn't have expected, I think. And, that, and then it just kind of unfolded from there uh, and, and moved into kind of competition mode.
0: Is that location consistent for
2: Worlds? Oulu is always where the world is, yep, since the beginning. That's right. It's sort of almost to the North Pole, uh, northern Finland.
0: Wow. So, all right. Let's talk about your history. Do you have any history air guitaring
2: yourself? I'm no. I'm terrible. I would never do it. <laughs> I've got too much respect for the sport to inflict that upon anybody. Um, but I've got a good eye for talent, so I can I can see uh, I can see raw talent, and I can coach people up. But I, I can't do it myself at all.
0: I think when I was looking through the list of past winners, I saw someone who shared your last name. Did you have a relative compete?
2: No, but there were conspiracy theories about that. I think you're talking about Michael Rucker. Yes, yes. Yeah. No, he's not related at all. Um, But there were this this sport, as you can imagine, is rife with controversy. Uh, and that was one of the many along the way.
0: I can imagine it is. I was looking at your Facebook page and realized people post SmackDown videos and taunt each uh-huh. other before the competitions.
2: Yeah, they, they do a little bit of that. It's all pretty, it's usually pretty good natured. Most of the animosity is between competitors and judges. But once in a while <laughs> you'll get... Um, there's been a few serious rivalries through the years, but yeah, you get a little bit of that.
0: Let's talk about the judging. How does that work?
2: Well, um, it follows the the rules set forth by the Finnish world governing body. Um, but And they essentially... Uh, well, the first thing they did that was brilliant that I think makes everything possible was say that you get 60 seconds of a song. If you watch somebody do an entire song, it's way too long. Right. It's, it's just sort of unpleasant for everybody involved if it's that long, but 60 seconds is the right amount of time that you can be amazing and entertaining or you could be terrible, Um, but it works. And so that's the most, I think that's actually the most important thing. Um, But then they decided that the judging would be on the the old international figure skating scale, which was 4.0 to (laughs) 6.0. And figure skating changed, but air guitar, we're kind of conservative. So we, you know, we stick to it. And there's three criteria in order of difficulty, I'd say technical, meaning like, doesn't have to be note for note, but you have to sort of seduce us into believing that what we're hearing is kind of coming from what you're doing. And then stage presence. So the ne- a lot of people can do the technical stuff at home in their bedroom, looking in a mirror. Not many people have the confidence to do that on a stage with hundreds of thousands of people and judges. Um, so stage presence, you, you're there to put on a show for the crowd is the next one. And then the hardest uh, and the most mysterious is called airness. And that's essentially the... Je ne sais quoi, that we tend to kind of compare to the Supreme Court definition of pornography. You know it and you see it. (laughs) Um, It's hard to define. Um, But when you see it, it is pretty awesome. That's obviously the most difficult. One
0: quote that I saw from you, um, I'm not sure, I think it was a Washington Post article from way back, talking about why... You and your partner co-founded the USA Air Guitar Championships when no one else had stepped up. I believe you said something to the effect of that no one was really serious before. No one was interested in wasting enough time.
2: I've certainly wasted a lot of time on this. Uh, I I think we were surprised that nobody had done it yet. Just given that culturally, rock and roll is significant in the U.S., obviously. And there's a lot of air guitaring that's sort of like as instinctual as tapping one's feet. But yeah, we were, we we figured what the hell, someone's got to do this. It was almost like, kind of like for national pride's sake. Understood. We didn't want to do it. We had to, like like duty calls, kind of.
0: <laughs> well, how much time do you put into this each year? Is this
2: how you spend your days? Um, well, no, no. Um, it would be nice to. Well, I don't actually. I don't know if I would. It, was, it would be nice to only do air guitar. Um, it's a nice. It's a nice conceptual idea. And sometimes I enjoy allowing people to believe that that's the only thing I spend my time on. Uh, but now everybody involved has their essentially their 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 life. So basically, like, the, as a as a side note, real guitars in the air guitar community are called their guitars. So everybody's got kind of like a their life in addition to their air life.
0: i love it speaking of people's air life can we run through a couple of the amazing names that people use for stage presence oh yeah tell me some of your favorites
2: okay so let's see well one of the finalists is named mom jeans and she's this great kind of housewife norm core mom jeans jeans wearing character so she's in a she's a perfect marriage of stage name and character. Um, there was one random, there's always, it's always random people. There's a guy named, stage name was Sly Dingdor, and I just like that. I like ones, I tend to like ones that usually don't have a, a pun on air. There's tons of names with puns on air, including the best of all time, who's Aristotle. I think he, he can kind of own that because he is the philosopher at King, kind of.
0: He's also one probably more than anyone else, right?
2: Oh yeah, he, he just, he's a machine. Amazing. Yeah, um, let's see. Bjorn to Rock from the early was, a, was one that stood the test of time, a sort of Swedish John McEnroe vibe. Um Ethan Desist. <laughs> but yeah, there's 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 so many good ones.
0: Nice. Well let's talk about the first USA champion that ended up also being world champion that year, C Diddy. Yep. What was
2: his stage presence like? Uh Unreal. So he and I think Aristotle who studied all the past greats kind of got a lot of this from him. C. Diddy knew that you've got 60 seconds to perform, but you've got to walk on stage, start your song, and walk off. So he knew that the the power of the entrance on the crowd and on the judges was a significant part of the show. And so he basically would went on stage and he just knew facial expressions are incredible. He he was already in the lead before he began, basically, because he knows how to use that moment. And then the performance was amazing. And he had like he had a very simple in a way stage presence. He wasn't running around. It was really all face for him. Like he, and the way he did that was is incredible.
0: And he, I guess, would be then one of the main stars of the documentary that you ended up doing, Air Guitar Nation.
2: Yep, that's right. He would be. I would I would say he's the hero of that
0: that documentary. It basically chronicles the first time that the USA got to participate in the World Championship and what you guys have parlayed into a 15-year streak of amazing competitors. When you showed up in 2003, did the Finland community and the rest of the air guitar community take the USA joining seriously? Did anyone expect you guys to take it all that year?
2: I think they took, yeah, I think they knew that there's a a good chance we would be good. Um, I think C. Diddy took the world by storm. Uh, And I think when people saw him and they had seen his, they'd seen video of him in LA and stuff, and he had been on talk shows and things like that by that point. Yeah. So there was like, when we got, there was a buzz about C. Diddy. It's funny, like when you get to Olu, it sort of, it has a little bit of Olympic Village vibe. Like there's the contingencies from all these different countries around the world and a few translators kicking around. There's a lot of that kind of chatter Um, So, yeah, there was, I think people knew.
0: And now you have many qualifying events throughout the U.S. to get people to the final U.S. championship. How many regionals are there?
2: I think it's about 20 this year. It sort of fluctuates year by year a little bit, but it's usually around 20.
0: So this is totally obtainable for really anyone in the country. If they want to participate, chances are they could find something that they could drive to and get their foot in the door.
2: Yep absolutely and yeah if you're either crazy or lack shame to the degree that you're willing to give it a shot it's easy to find out if you're any good basically
0: what can a new competitor expect when they walk into a competition for the first time
2: well what i usually tell young uh, new talents is to think of it as essentially a 60-second three-act play that they've got to put on so that they've got to think about everything from like how do you enter to why am I doing this, who is my character, how is it, is there a real beginning, middle, and end to the, to the edit of the song that I'm going to create. I think uh, people don't realize how much gamesmanship goes into all that stuff. So like you could be amazing, but your song edit doesn't end well with the sense of drama, and it's going to just sort of trail off and, and it just weakens the feel your scores are going to end up worse. So I think that's just kind of realizing that just because it's air guitar and it's short doesn't mean there isn't an infinite amount of thought one could put into it if you're you're, (laughs) like crazy or shameless enough. Um, And the people who are winning are putting in that level of effort. So, it, it's hard to make it through the ranks, um, make it up the seating system so you get a better slot in the, in the order of contestants uh, and start working your way up to the nationals and hopefully having a shot.
0: Where would the ideal slot be in the show?
2: I think usually, say there's usually about 20 people or 15 to 20 people in a show. I would say different competitors would choose different numbers, but I would probably say around 12.
1: Mm. You,
2: want, you want to get like going for early, very early is difficult because the crowd's not warmed up. The judges are kind of still setting their strikes on And then too late, the fatigue sets in. Um, And I think as people get drunker, also scores maybe get inflated a little bit at times. So there's, yeah, there's a little bit of strategy when you have a choice of order where where you should go.
0: You mentioned drunker. These are rowdy occasions, aren't they?
2: They can be, yes. They should, ideally, ideally they are. They should be. Yeah.
0: So can we talk about prizes for a minute? Yeah. We were talking about the smack talk that goes on and the videos that people are making. There's also more in common with wrestling whereas one of the the big wins is is a belt
2: yep that's right one of the one of the early u.s champs rock Ness monster made a beautiful wrestling style title belt or wrestling slash boxing um basically the winner gets to keep until somebody knocks them off the throne so georgia lunch is the current champ she's got it in her possession somewhere i think she picks it out drinks and stuff at times. Um, I think you get free drinks if you have it with you. It's not hard to convince somebody to buy you a drink. Uh, And then if she wins, she keeps it. If she loses, she has to give it to the next person. Uh, You also get it, obviously you get it, maybe not obviously, but you get a free trip to Finland to to represent Team USA at the Worlds. Uh, And I think in a way, the biggest thing is just the weird 15 minutes of fame that you get. So you may find yourself invited to do showcase performances all around the world or be on talk shows or just weird stuff happens as a result of being the the U.S. champ.
0: Understood. I mean, that is um, for us, that is Rochambeau's bread and butter. Who do you think this year has a really good chance of taking the U.S. title?
2: Well, it's interesting because we've got, as I was saying, Mom Jeans is defending her 2017 title. Georgia Lunch is defending last year, her title last year. They're both great. Uh, but then Aristotle, who had won the world twice, this, because he didn't win the world last year, he's had com- he's had, he sort of had to go back to the drawing board and start and work his way back up. And he has, which is not surprising. So he's back in the mix. So those three are like formidable. But there's a few, there's a number of other people who've been close for, for years uh, who are in the mix and there's always surprises. That's the other thing is like, you never know who's new, who's just gonna show up and, and take everybody by storm. Whoa,
0: right? Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> There's a lot to unpack with that.
0: You know, as silly as it is, if you are crazy or shameless enough, it can be serious huh. business. Do we know anybody like that? I don't know. I'm, I don't feel know. like I'm looking at but one. Yeah, you might be.
1: <laughs> I perked up when he said that. Like, oh, I'm crazy. shameless. Shameless. <laughs>
0: I know that guy.
1: I like how he worked in there, figure skating, pornography and national pride. <laughs> I mean, like, this sport brings it all together.
0: USA. USA, right there. (laughs) So, yeah, so when I talked to him, the USA competition had not happened yet. Uh It has now. Okay. And we have a clear winner that is going to be going to Worlds in just over a week from now.
1: Yep, I saw that. And you ready, people? This year's
3: American hero is... The Marquis. My name's Rob, the Marquis Messel, and I'm the 2019 U.S. Air Guitar Champion.
0: Congratulations. That's amazing.
3: Thanks. Was this the
0: first year that you participated?
3: No, uh, I've actually, I've been competing uh, every year since 2012. Last three years, I've been kind of stuck in like the third to fourth uh, place kind of spot. So uh, this was this is the best I've uh, ever done.
0: So how did you put together your character? How did you become the Marquis?
3: The Marquis kind of taken a he's taken an arc, I guess, over the past several years. I came up with him one summer uh, in between. It was the summer of 2011. I'd gone to my second air guitar show, which is was the national finals in Chicago that year. And that was when I, t- I finally hit that point where I was standing in the audience watching everyone on stage having a blast. And I said, OK, that's it. I have to do this. And so for that summer I start coming come up with, OK, who's my character going to be? And I happened to be reading the, mon- the account of Monte Cristo. And I thought, you know, it would be kind of fun to dress up like one of these guys, like an 18th century French aristocrat. And so then I started thinking like, <laughs> well, what, what would it be like the aristocrat or something else? And then the marquee was the next thing that came out. So then I started thinking about like a wig, you know, uh, coat and tails, frilly blouse kind of thing and all that. And a couple of weeks go by, I'm watching the Air Guitar World Champions uh, championship in Finland. And a guy by the name of your daddy from uh, Moscow was competing in the world's And he had that year, he always did a different costume, but that year he had, like, a Beethoven costume. And he basically had my exact, uh, like, vision for the marquee, and he was wearing it on the world stage. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I can't do that. (laughs) Right down to, like, (laughs) the knee-high socks and the shoes with the big buckle on them and everything. Yeah, so then I thought, okay, well, I've got to put a spin on this. So I decided the marquee was going to wear tights, and he was going to (laughs) paint his face you know, kind of powdered white, but also with like a little bit of accents and stuff, kind of like Ultimate Warrior if I went back into my childhood. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's where the marquee came from. And then uh, over the past few years, I guess I've just gotten older and kind of mellowed it out a little bit and uh, decided that the face paint was going to go away and the wig was going to go away and it was going to go with a little bit more like kind of 70s uh, rocker kind of vibe. And uh, went to a friend of mine who's a, a clothing designer and played the song for her that I wanted to do. And she just started sketching furiously. And then she spun the piece of paper around and she's like, like this? And I was like, yes.
0: So, oh, my uh, gosh. What a good friend. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it was awesome. So uh, that's, that's where I'm at now. And it uh, just, just feels more like an extension of me. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's awesome performing in that costume. just feels way more natural.
0: Very cool. What um? What was your song? What was your performance this year? Uh,
3: the song I chose this year is called "Out of Time." It's from the soundtrack to *A Star Is Born*. Uh, it's so it was recorded by Lucas Nelson, and then you know Bradley Cooper, of course, performed it during the movie. And uh, I just after I saw that movie, that a couple songs from that soundtrack stuck in my head, and then. Uh, this one in particular, I had just been playing on repeat for months and months and months. And so when it came around to air guitar season, I also organized <laughs> a couple of shows, one in Portland, one in Chicago. And so I'd use that number as an opener. And then I thought, man, this just feels so good. I'm I'm going to compete with it. So that's what I did.
0: Good job. Is it hard to find that one minute clip that's perfect for the competition?
3: Yes. Yeah, that's... Anyone that air guitars competitively will tell you, it it changes the way you listen to music forever. From then on, every time you, a song comes on the radio, you're always uh, evaluating it for air guitar merit. And you're always thinking like, oh, wait, oh, this is pretty good. Well, is there a good solo that's going to come up? Oh, no. Okay, <laughs> never mind. <You're> like, <laughs> you can still enjoy music, but you just enjoy it in a different way. So um, it's... Uh, it, it's tough when that's when the season kicks up and it's like April or May and you know a show's coming up and you don't really feel like you've got anything yet. And then other times you get something in September and you just can't wait for the season to start up so you can perform it.
0: <laughs> so I've heard that um, the lingo in the U.S. Air Guitar Championships is that there are air guitars... And there are their guitars.
3: Oh yeah.
0: Do you happen to also play regular their guitar?
3: Yes. Yeah, and I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that you got the terminology right. We we kind of take offense to the term uh, "real guitar," uh, <laughs> since it, of course implies that air guitar is somehow not real just because you can't see it. Uh, which we all <laughs> right. know it's not. There's lots of real things that we can't see, uh, like <laughs> electricity, for one. But uh, yeah, I do play the their True. guitar. Uh, and I started out playing bass when I was a teen, and uh, through college, and then started to experiment with uh, acoustic guitar a little bit. And uh, I actually just got my first electric guitar a couple of months ago. Uh, so Good it, for does, you. it does, it uh, does. Those skills do translate, and it, it does help to get an idea of kind of where the notes are on your neck. But uh, but it's not it's not a prerequisite. And I think some people. Of course. Uh, you, you can get too bogged down in thinking exactly like, oh, am I playing this uh, technically uh, accurately and exactly the way I would play it on a Stratocaster or something like that. But you can kind of miss the point that way because the whole, whole point of watching air guitars is you can do all these things that are awesome when you're unencumbered by a physical instrument that's hanging around your neck.
0: Right, right. Well, um, how do you get warmed up before a show?
3: Let's see. My, my routine before a show... I, I stretch a lot. Uh, I'm pretty uh, physically active through my uh, performances, and I do a lot of jumping and kicking and things. So um, I limber up a lot. And then uh, I'm always nervous as hell before a show goes on. So I, I'm just <laughs> listening to music kind of zoning out. Uh, sometimes I'm listening to music that's related to what I'm doing. Sometimes I'm listening to my uh, actual track. A lot of times I'm just listening to smooth uh, R&B uh is <laughs> one of my favorites, believe it or not. Uh, so I will just be just listen to whatever, uh, whatever helps calm me down and get my mind, you know, uh, placid and, and ready to go.
0: What was the audience like in Nashville this year?
3: The audience was great. It's been a growing audience there in Music City for a few years. And our, we've got a great organizer there by the name of Witt Hubner, and he's been in the music scene for years, he's a radio DJ. He's uh, managed bands and booked tons of shows there. He knows the lay of the land, and he'd been wanting to have nationals in Nashville for uh, a few years and kind of been working up to it. So we had a lot of steam behind us. We had a great uh, promotion uh strategy this year that went off well so we got we got the house packed and they loved it
0: that's killer when you uh finished did you feel it this year did you know that you had won
3: after my first round performance the the audience response was great the scores were great and so i thought oh geez, i've (laughs) i've got a chance at this and but i i dared not you know uh count my chickens because i knew that i was up against three national champs uh aristotle a four-time national champ, Mom Jeans Jeannie, right. um, of course, and the defending champ Georgia Lunch. Yeah, there were there were just too many people there to count out, uh, and that that played out as um, throughout the course of the night, where Aristotle, Kit Kat, and myself ended up in a in a showdown with two air offs that night.
0: Tell me about an air off.
3: An air off is the term for a, a tiebreaker, a sudden death tiebreaker. So after. After the two rounds of competition, uh, the first being where we all go through and do our prepared uh, one-minute edits, the second being the compulsory round where we uh, take turns playing a a song that was just played for us all uh, for the first time. We then, uh, after scores are tallied, we've got two or more people who are tied. Then we repeat the uh, second round format uh, another time until that tie is broken. So we call that an air-off. So we had one between Aristotle, Kit Kat, and myself, and that narrowed it down to uh, then another tie between Kit Kat and I, and uh, then she and I had another air off.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's a lot for so, one night. A so lot. Four,
3: four total rounds uh, that night. So any, anyone who was in the audience got their money's worth, for sure.
0: <laughs> and now you are off to Finland.
3: I am off to Finland in uh, in just about a week, so I'm going to take a little <laughs> side trip on the way there and then uh, settle out in Oulu, get ready for the uh, Dark Horse competition, which happens on Thursday, uh, and then the national finals are on uh, Friday, the 23rd.
0: How does someone get prepared to leave the country when they don't even know if they're actually leaving the country yet?
3: It's, it's kind of tricky. I guess you really can't. <laughs> so... <laughs> A lot of times, what uh, the folks in the air guitar circuit know that if they if they want to do Olu, if they are really gunning for the national title, uh, they've got to have a passport that's uh, right that's ready to go, um, and and be prepared to ask for some time off of work uh, that last weekend of August, <laughs> and uh, right. a lot. But a lot of folks will say, "Hey, I'm going to go win, lose or draw, and enter as a dark horse, and then." They can enter ah. the wild card competition the night before uh, and try and get a slot that way. Uh, and there's a tradition of of uh, world champions coming from the United States who went that way, such as uh, Nordic Thunder and uh, Eric Mainline.
0: My God, I love these names. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> is your performance going to be different in Finland?
3: It'll be the same song. It'll be roughly the same uh, choreography, but I've I leave a lot of space in my routines for. Uh, improvisation and just kind of just going with where the music takes me and where the uh, energy uh, guides me so it it won't be the same but it'll be similar hopefully it'll be better there you go yeah
0: well best of luck to you in Finland you're already a champion thanks Kim hopefully to become the world air guitar champion and I guess you have a plane to go catch
3: cool thank you so much I appreciate you covering it and uh, all your viewers can check it out at the uh, air guitar world champion Uh, ship's website. They're going to have a live stream up, so they can watch along. It basically ends up being a a Friday morning show here in the States.
1: Incredible, right? That is amazing. Congrats! One of the greatest things I think, besides the free trip to Finland, you know, if you ever have been in a band or traveled with a band, they have lots of stuff. These people, not a lot of stuff. (laughs) No gear. No, Nope. They have an empty guitar case with air in there. (laughs) What's in there? Air. Yeah, it's my air guitar. Yeah,
0: no load in, load out time.
1: No, nope, nope. But are there groupies? Oh,
0: I bet there are. I don't know that for sure.
1: Also, hmm. is there cheating? Mm. I don't know how you cheat, but there's got to be a way. I don't know. It sounds like the scoring
0: might get a little loosey goosey as the right? drinking increases. Uh, yeah. So maybe you don't even have to cheat. Maybe you just have to get a uh, judge a little, a little up a little,
1: yeah. yeah well that was awesome kim thanks for sharing that story Yep,
0: and so we will report back and let you know how things go down at the
1: world championship yeah i'm gonna go grab my air guitar and start practicing you want to go to the calendar kim yeah you started out this week okay what you got I have a hometown event. Oh cool. Yep. We all are we're fans of cons, Dragon Con. Oh yeah. Um what other cons do we like? <laughs>
0: Comic-con.
1: Comic-con. Momo-con? Uh, Momo-con? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there a Taco Con? Probably. Yeah. Well, this was no, this is none of those. This is Doggy Con.
0: Oh, <laughs> tell me yeah. more.
1: It goes on at Woodruff <laughs> Park uh here in Atlanta on this weekend, August seventeenth, and there's there's a yappy hour. Did you say a yappy hour? A yappy hour. <laughs> yappy. They have best in show, best doggy owner combo. I don't know why they spelled it like that. Combo and best cosplay costume. Oh my dog. gosh! Yeah. That's a dog cosplay. Ted, let's festival. do that
0: this weekend. That's let's amazing.
1: Go. Yeah, that's Saturday, August 17th. Let's grab Ollie and other cute dogs and go.
0: That's a great idea. He
1: makes a great lion. I know. You yeah. mentioned
0: before that you have that beautiful mane. Yes,
1: that's his main attraction. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: Gerg. gerg. Maybe I could dress as like a strong man with triangular weights.
0: Oh, that's a great I mean, idea.
1: Anything to wear like a mankini is, is good yeah, for me. Yeah. We
0: can um, go separately and meet okay. there, right? Yeah, right.
1: Okay. We can do that, Let's each other. do that.
0: Well, you know what else August 17th is? Not well, to bring the room down, but it happens to be the day that Elvis Presley passed away back oh. in 1977. And to bring the room back up, they celebrate him from August 9th. They've been doing this through the 17th. They have Elvis week over at Graceland. Oh, nice. And it's wonderful. It's a week-long celebration of all things Elvis, and they have Elvis artists. They, they don't call them Elvis
1: impersonators, by uh-huh. the way. They
0: call them Elvis tribute artists.
1: Oh, I see. Yes, yeah, That's so a they little have, fancier. I like that. It's it very dignified. Takes it up a notch, you know? yes. It's like, oh I'm a, oh, I'm a tribute artist. Yes. Exactly. Yes.
0: So yeah, so that's part of the event is the ultimate Elvis tribute artist contest. And you can go to graceland.com to learn more about the events going on this week and keep that one in mind for another year because that's going to be happening every year. Ending on August There 17. you go. Nice. All right. I like that.
1: <laughs> all right. So that is all I have for this week. And that's all I have. It sounds like a doggone good weekend with a <laughs> hound does. dog and the doggy. Con. It does. Yeah. I will see you and your suspenders down yeah. at Woodruff Park. Yeah, I'll be yeah. there. You'll you'll see me. Yeah. a Crowd around. I
0: will me. drive you if you want. But you'll have to put a towel <laughs> on the seat first. <laughs> that's not too much to ask. No. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, no. No. Yeah. Towel for me, Ali's fine, but yeah, Ali's no, fine. You yeah. need you need yeah. the towel. Yeah.
0: All right, guys, Cadillac Jones, they supply our music for every episode we have, and we're super grateful to them, and you guys should check them out if they are ever in your
1: town. Yes, and if you have something that we need to hear about, let us know. You can drop us an email at rochambeaupodcast at gmail.com or on all social media stuff. And if you like us, tell us about it because we we, we need to hear it.
0: (laughs) That's true. I need to hear it. That's true. You know, if you do reach out and tell us about an event in your hometown or something that you've traveled to once or twice, we have a calendar page on our website, which is rochambeaupodcast.com slash events. And you can see some of the stuff we talk about. But if you write us, we'll add yours to the calendar, too.
1: Right. And then you can find it on that events page and share it with all your friends. Be like... I made it. Onto That's the right. I made it. I'm famous now. I made it. Maybe we'll even give them a, their little name. Thanks, Tiffany. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't we? Yep. Why wouldn't or we? Or whatever your name is. You want- <laughs> no, we
0: should just write Thanks, <laughs> Tiffany. Yeah, on, all, on all of them. I like it. Exactly. All right. <laughs> Till next time, people. Goodbye.
1: Ooh, that was new. Mm-hmm. That's a guitar sound. Oh, <laughs> wasn't now? Yeah, it was. <laughs>